Stonger is far from being perfect, to say the least, but somehow it has aged surprisingly well. And overall feeling about the album is not that bitter anymore. So maybe it's time to move on. Hi friends, it's Andriy Vasilenko and welcome to Metallic Geek, where we are over-analyzing our favorite band. So a couple of episodes before, the best-selling Metallica album had received a good portion of criticism by me. And so justifying the least popular Metallica record seemed a logical follow-up. But I won't do it just for the sake of balance. I do have good things to say about St. Anger, sincere things. So this is going to be a love-hate mix, which might evoke in you different emotions about St. Anger. From confusion to, well, anger. So get comfy and enjoy the discussion. My personal most disliked part of St. Anger is not the absence of solos, nor the raw sound, nor even the snare. It's probably the way they worked on the lyrical elements. Prior to St. Anger, lyrics were the domain of James solely, and now they wrote them as they are part of therapy. Everyone throws random lines from their mind, which then are reviewed collectively, and then they try to make sense of them. Not that it's a bad songwriting method, it did bring some cool stuff. Plus, it may have helped Metallica to feel closer, to feel like a band in the time of crisis. But they sacrificed that purity of James's thought shaping that he put into his lyrics. Before, the lyrics felt like a story by a man. And now, on Saint Anger, they sound rather artificial. Like, you know, like those manic messages made of newspapers pieces. And one scene from some kind of monster movie perfectly showcases that. It's when they got this cool line, watch your back so we won't stab mine, and they tried to uh, rhyme it. Although, that was the first time we actually saw Metallica working on the lyrics. We had never seen that before, how they did it on Lord Reload, Black Album, Master of Puppets. And so if they did not reveal it on some kind of monster, the lyrics might have not felt that artificial to me. Which leads to what we should appreciate St. Anger for. I'm not the type who's up to gossip and dig someone's dirty laundry, but learning what's actually happening about the band I deeply care about was a valuable insight. And it was quite a bold decision to make this personal stuff public. When Metallica conceived the documentary, nobody knew what's coming. None of the drama was planned. And at some point they really questioned whether they should continue filming it. Nevertheless, and thankfully, they decided to keep going, maybe to assure themselves there is a future for Metallica. So the dirty laundry, in a way, saved the band. Alright, let's finally talk about the music. So here's a question for you. At which point of their career Metallica would have had an opportunity or an excuse to try a freaking drop A flat? Most of the album was in drop C, which is not that unusual, but still was quite a turn for Lars and company. Metallica is known for uh, using standard tunings, while others may think of it as a thing from the past, as a musical relic. Most 
seeked a heavier sound by just releasing the notes more and more. While Metallica stuck to their guns and they tried to achieve it by other, more challenging means, such as writing badass riffs. In every instance, they used something other than standard E or E flat prior to Saint Anger was justified almost every time. So the thing that should not be this standard, not drop, not it. The first time Metallica betrayed E standard. Well, for this one, they actually needed to get a darker tone. This is about Tulu, you know. Plus, it's my theory, the riff sounds too close to that of Master of Puppets. And so, apart from getting a darker tone, by going one step down, they might have tried to hide that similarity. Then, said but true, this standard again. I've told it several times, but in short, almost all the songs they wrote for the Black Album were in the key of E. And so Bob Rock, the producer, suggested to water it down by going one step lower to standard D on Set by True. And also to go half step down on The God That Failed. Two songs out of 12 is more of a backup. Both are heavy, slow, groovy songs. And so underlying their heaviness and grooviness by tuning down was no coincidence. Then we have almost entire load and reload in E-flat standard. There were several reasons for that, not going to stop on this now. But the tuning, just half step down, was not that extreme to begin with. And prior to Saint Anger, only twice did Metallica use something lower than D. Bad Seed and Minus Human. The former Bad Seed could be uh, for the same reason they gave Sad But True bigger balls. To water down the album's sound, which was still all mostly in E flat. They did Devil Dance in this standard, but why Bad Seed to make him lower? I think that because it was to them more of a weak song and they made it stand out that way. Minus Human. It's part of the missing link between Load and Saint Anger. Alongside uh, I Disappear, No Leaf Clover and the Presidio stuff. Minus Human carried the low tuned element, while say I Disappear had the snare in its infancy. Speaking of the snare, it's kind of became a focal point in hating Saint Anger. And people say that without it, the album could have been excellent. And the same for other kinds of should-have-beens, such as solos and production quality. But the vocals from Saint Anger are untouchable. Untouchable and unrepeatable. James's raw, not auto-tuned, on the verge of snapping vocals. I'm fine to change drums, guitars, whatnot. That element I won't trade for anything. Yeah, he was not in good shape as a singer, but... James had not delivered that way before. Life told him so. He just let it all out. And why unrepeatable? Because I hope, I wish him not to get in that place again. And yeah, besides that, St. Anger has the biggest load of riffs than any other Metallica album. More than load and reload combined. It also has the biggest number of strong profanity. 17, to be precise, more than all the Metallica albums combined. Alright, now let's quickly go through all the songs, seeking things to appreciate them for. 
Frantic. Well, should I defend this one? Because it's among the least hated songs on the album. It sounds amazing live. And Kirk even tries to solo in it. And as I said in Metallica album intros episode, Frantic, the album's opener, gives a good idea what Saint Anger is going to be about. The main riff, it's catchy, it's heavy, but at the same time, it's somewhat dumb. It doesn't sound bad, but, you know, kind of a little bit stupid. It sounds like a laughter. The title track. It sounds like a bastardized step-grand-nephew-in-law of Master of Puppets and Nothing Else Matters. The main riff sounds very similar to Master of Puppets' bass line and the verse chorus structure, where James repeats the same lines over and over again, it came from Matters. And yeah, the video really kicks ass, even though I don't like most of Metallica's videos. Some kind of monster. It does feel like a monster song. At least it lives up to its name. It's too repetitive, too long, and the main riff sounds too primitive. But it works. The main riff's two versions, the slow one and the thrashy one, the one. It gives the song some sort of a equilibrium, like the two modes of the monster. And it has the only Kirk solo on the album. Sort of. Just one band. Dirty Window. Badass riff in yet another tuning. You guys often mentioned it among your favorites when I ask you on Instagram. By the way, join me on Instagram, we discuss fun stuff there. Link in description, Nahu. Invisible Kid. Besides that it's so silly, it's still pretty catchy and upbeat. I didn't know what the lyrics about, I enjoyed the groove, and it's the only Metallica song in two guitar tunings. Not to mention again that it's in drop A flat. Perhaps with different lyrics, it might have been a masterpiece, but who knows. My World and Shoot Me Again. They've always sounded to me like uh, the same song. Even now I could still mix them up. But anyway, in these two we can actually hear bass. Sweet Amber. Perhaps the most unique riff on the album. And guitar bands are rare in Metallica riffs in general. And then there's also a breakdown, which uh, once I compared to that of one. And there Kirk and James uh, did different parts. And so that loadish approach seemed to have worked even on the Justice-type riffing. And I wish Metallica give this approach another try on the next record. The Unnamed Feeling. It may seem impossible, but such a brutal album has got a ballad of sorts, with a soft chorus to boot. So we may view The Unnamed Feeling as sort of a brutalized rendition of The Unforgiven. And also, when listening to the intro, pay attention to how different guitar parts, even though very simple, overlay and develop. Beautify! I've met only a few Metallica fans in my hometown, and I recall that almost all of them said that they really liked Purify. The same riff is so simple, and it has the same three notes that, for example, some kind of monster, but the phrasing takes it to another level of catchiness. Verses are weird and random, but still fine. Chorus is absolute ear rape. And then the bridge and breakdown-ish outro heal the wounds. And finally, all within my hands. One word. Kill. 
repeated 27 times. What could be more metal than that? Support the podcast by listening to it in audio version and giving a 5 stars on iTunes and maybe a review. That's a simple thing to do, but that really helps. Let's develop this podcast. And if you want to support me directly, become my patron. Thanks for listening. It's Andriy Vasilenko. And hear you next time, friends.